the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. Taking to Twitter this morning, President Trump firing off a rhetorical broadside at former FBI Director James Comey. With details of Comey's forthcoming book going public, the president unleashed a blistering Twitter attack on the former FBI director, calling Comey a liar and an untruthful slimeball who should be prosecuted for leaking classified information. The president says Comey was a terrible FBI director and it was his great honor to fire him. In his new book, Comey writes that the president is unethical, and untethered to truth. Greg Clugston, Washington. A team of inspectors from the International Chemical Weapons Watchdog, due in Syria tomorrow, launching an investigation of the suspected chemical weapons attack on civilians. The Dow is up 78 points. The Nasdaq, 17 points higher. The S&P is up 8. This is SRN News. April is Autism Awareness Month. According to the Autism Society, autism is treatable. Children do not outgrow autism, but studies show that early diagnoses and intervention lead to significantly improved outcomes. For more information on developmental milestones, visit the CDC's Know the Signs Act Early site at cdc.gov. That's cdc.gov. This Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. This is a weekend forecast that I wish I didn't have to give or be more fitting for January, I think. Checking that forecast from the Eagle Wellness Studios today. It's going to be windy. We're going to see a slight chance of a thunderstorm possible, but winds gusting later this afternoon to around 45 miles an hour. Colder as we get into the weekend, mid-30s for a high, but we do see some rain, freezing rain, and snow all on the way. Like It Matters Radio is next. If you're dreaming of something greater, a college degree, job skills, or technical training, serving part-time in the Army National Guard can help make your dreams a reality. Right now, the Army National Guard is offering up to $20,000 enlistment bonus or a $350 a month educational stipend to qualified candidates as well as those with prior military service already received your education or are currently in school, you may be eligible for up to $50,000 in student loan repayment. These benefits can help you get the education you need to land the civilian career you want. Plus, as a proud member of the Guard, you'll experience the personal fulfillment of serving your community during emergencies and natural disasters. To learn more about the many benefits that come with part-time service in the Army National Guard, visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Minnesota National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Patriot listeners, save up to 25% on your business cleaning services. Are you thinking of changing your cleaning company? Are you looking for cleaner bathrooms, dust-free windowsills, and a higher level of quality control? Hi, I'm Jessica Carter, owner of CTC Professionals. We specialize in cleaning car dealerships and office buildings throughout the Twin Cities metro area. You'll get high-quality service when you choose us as your cleaning service provider. Call us at 651-404-0132 or visit our website at affordablebusinesscleaning.com. As a bonus to Patriot listeners, you'll get your first initial cleaning at no cost and up to 25% off your first full month of service. We will work hard to make your facility as clean as possible without breaking your budget. So call us today at 651-404-0132. That's 651-404-0132. Or visit our website at affordablebusinesscleaning.com. If old man winter left you with a cracked or chipped windshield, call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396 or visit us on the web at replacemywindshield.com. Hi, John Wichko, owner of Advantage Auto Glass, and I'll replace your windshield with the highest quality parts and adhesives. With free mobile service, we'll come to your home or work anywhere in the metro. We're a local family-owned company and a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. And I back it with a lifetime warranty. 
All you do is call Advantage first, and we'll take care of everything. And if you call your agent or your claims line, make sure to ask for Advantage Auto Glass, because not all glass companies are created equal. At Advantage, we make quality easy. So call us today at 952-423-6396. That's 952-423-6396, or visit us on the web at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I'm your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And man, I did a show a couple of days ago, a couple of days ago called Data for the Journey. And I got to tell you, I got a lot of great feedback and I did rush through at the very end. And so people had a lot of questions. And so, by the way, if you ever have questions for me, you can email me at Mr. Black at LikeItMattersRadio.com. Mr. Black at LikeItMattersRadio.com. And so what I thought I'd do today is continue on with what I was talking about in the show, Data for the Journey. And today's show, we're going to call People Like People Like Themselves. People Like People Like Themselves. We are unconscious creatures, ladies and gentlemen. You got to get this. Uh, I've heard the number that we only use three to five percent of our brain consciously. I've actually heard the number as high as ten to twelve percent. And so, majority of what we experience in life, experience we experience it at the unconscious level. We're not aware. You know, sometimes we meet somebody and we start thinking, well, I don't know what it is about that person. Everybody else likes them. I just, something about them, I just don't like them. Or sometimes we meet a person that nobody else really likes, but we go, you know. Something about that person, I, I just, there's something about him I like. You know, that's what's going on is something unconscious. You know, sometimes we, we walk into a group of people and, and we meet people and we get feelings, good feelings or bad feelings based on people that we don't even know. You can call it prejudice. Uh, you can call it uh, fear. You can call it whatever you want to uh, call it. But what's going on is something unconscious. What is going on unconsciously that makes you automatically, without knowing anything about somebody, like somebody? Or what is it that's going on unconsciously, no matter what anybody else says, that automatically makes you not like somebody or not feel comfortable or feel comfortable? See, one thing we got to realize at the unconscious level, whenever we make these decisions of what's good and what's bad, what's wrong and what's right, uh, that's a nice person or that's a not nice person, you got to get that we have some type of litmus test, some type of standard uh, that we're comparing things to. Usually it's an unconscious standard, so we don't know. It's just an unconscious thing that we just automatically throw out words like right, wrong, good, bad, nice, evil. But if you think about all those words, they're all descriptors. And what they all do is they all truly let us understand that there's something back there in our unconscious mind that we are comparing things to, that things either are good or bad compared to this thing. They're either wrong or right compared to this thing. They're either nice or evil compared to this thing. And so today, you know, I've been blessed. I've learned a lot in my lifetime. I have a passion for learning. I wish I had this passion when I went to college. Uh, Maybe I'd be in a different place because when I went to college, my passion was for growing up. I didn't have much of a childhood, so I had fun. I had fun, I played, I had my childhood, uh, um, adolescent years, if you will, in college. And of course, uh, not too productive, Uh, lots of experiences, uh, lots of things in the world that people say, wow, that was so cool. But in the kingdom, uh, there's a lot of head shaking saying, what are you doing? That's not what you're supposed to be doing. That's not what you're supposed to be acting like. That's not the kingdom that you come from. And so today I'm going to share some of that knowledge for you because you got to get this. There's so much information in front of us. You know, you can learn the five love languages. You can read all these books about there about how to put people in categories. Uh, but one thing you got to know is there's lots of information readily available. You don't need to, to learn all these systems. You don't need to learn the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs. Uh, all those psychometrics are nice. 
But if you just open your eyes, if you just open your ears, if you're just in the now moment, fully experiencing the people, situations, opportunities right in front of you, there's all the information you need. I told you before, if you ever get time to spend time with me, God gives me the ability to read people. I don't do it consciously. I've just been doing it for so long. I'm like a U2 plate. I'm a, I just pull in all this data. And I don't read anybody's mind. But as you're going to learn today, what I do do, and I do do, <laughs> what I do do is I take a look at all the data that's readily available. And then from there, it, it puts me in the ballpark. It puts me in the zip code. It helps me understand to a great degree what that person's going through. And so as we get started in this show, I want to share some words from Omer B. Washington. One of my favorite things I found off the Internet. It's called I Have Learned. In life, I've learned that you cannot make someone love you. All you can do is be someone who can be loved. The rest is up to them. I've learned that no matter how much I care, some people just don't care back. I've learned that it takes years to build up trust and only seconds to destroy it. I've learned that no matter how good a friend is, they're going to hurt you every once in a while, and you must forgive them for that. I've learned that it's not what you have in your life, but who you have in your life that counts. I've learned that you should never ruin an apology with an excuse. Ouch. I've learned that you can get by on charm for about 15 minutes. After that, you better know something. And some of us, we can't even get along with charm for 15 minutes. (laughs) I've learned that you shouldn't compare yourself to the best others can do. I've learned that you can do something in an instant that will give you heartache for life. Amen. I've learned that it's time, it's taking me a long time to become the person I want to be. I've learned that you should always leave loved ones with loving words. It may be the last time you see them. I've learned that you can keep going long after you can't. I've learned that we are responsible for what we do no matter how we feel. I've learned that you either control your attitude or it controls you. I've learned that regardless of how hot and steamy a relationship is at first, the passion fades, and there had better be something else to take its place. I've learned that heroes are the people who do what has to be done when it needs to be done, regardless of the consequences, and let me add, regardless of the difficulty, regardless of what everybody else is doing. I've learned that money is a lousy way of keeping score. Amen. I've learned that my best friend and I can do anything or nothing and have the best time. I've learned that sometimes the people you expect to kick you when you're down will be the ones to help you get back up. I've learned that sometimes when I'm angry, I have the right to be angry, but that doesn't give me the right to be cruel. And my ad, rude, bitter, and trashy. I've learned that true friendship continues to grow even over the longest distance. Same goes for true love. I've learned that just because someone doesn't love you the way you want them to doesn't mean they don't love you with all they have. I've learned that maturity has more to do with what types of experiences you've had and what you've learned from them and less to do with how many birthdays you've celebrated. I've learned that you should never tell a child their dreams are unlikely or outlandish Few things are more humiliating and what a tragedy it would be if they believed it. I've learned that your family won't always be there for you. It may seem funny, but people you aren't related to can take care of you and love you and teach you to trust people again. Families aren't biological. I've learned that it isn't always enough to be forgiving by others. Sometimes you have to be able to forgive yourself. I've learned that no matter how bad your heart is broken, the world doesn't stop for your grief. I've learned that our background and circumstances may have influenced who we are, but we are responsible for who we become. I've learned that a rich person is not the one who has the most, but is one who needs the least. I've learned that just because two people argue, it doesn't mean they don't love each other. And just because they don't argue, it doesn't mean they do. I've learned that we don't have to change friends if we understand that friends change. I've learned that you shouldn't be so eager to find out a secret. It could change your life forever. I've learned two people can look at the exact same thing and see different, totally different. I've learned that no matter how hard you try to protect your children, they will eventually get hurt 
and you will hurt in the process. I've learned that even when you think you have no more to give, when a friend cries out to you, you will find the strength to help. I've learned that credentials on the wall do not make you a decent human being, and I've learned that people you care about most in life are taken from you too soon. I've learned that people will forget what you said, and people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. So today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to share some things I've learned about people and how to interact with them. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's what a pastor from North Here's Carolina. what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about leadership awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry related, and I mean, I'm, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned, and it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams. We have placed over 90 kids into private education, including Stacy's son. I have to say that this was... In answer to prayer, this program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such a blessing. Education is one of the most important decisions that you can make as a parent. The difference that I've seen in in my son in a Christian education is a confidence that can only come from Jesus Christ. He stands firm in the truth, he knows what he believes, and he's going to know that that Jesus is the answer. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406, or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Hi, this is Mr. Black. In order to grow into mature adults, we need food. If we are to grow in our relationship with God, we need the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Every day on wayofwarrior.blog, I share God's word and unpack its meaning so you can apply it in your daily walk and grow with God. If your desire is to grow into the likeness of Christ and be all he created you to be, go to wayofwarrior.blog and click the follow button to receive this daily sustenance. Wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Still need more of Mr. Black? Understand how your brain is wired with brain mapping. This innate intelligent profile will identify your personality and learning styles to help you maximize your potential. Transformational Leadership Awakening has changed the life of hundreds of participants. It can change yours too. Mr. Black also does one-on-one life caddy work. If you want him to walk with you and help you be your dreams, then having Mr. Black as a life coach is the answer. Training is available on an individual basis and company-wide. All at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today on Like It Matters Radio, we are talking about people like people like themselves. You know, I have a human behavioral consultant. Uh, I study people. Uh, I got my background in neuro-linguistic programming. Matter of fact, uh, my disciplines, if you will, are transactional analysis by Dr. Eric Byrne, uh, neuro-linguistic programming, basically based on the work of Drs. Milton Erickson and Virginia Satir, uh, multiple intelligences, uh, the work of Dr. Howard Gardner uh, at uh, um, Harvard University, logotherapy, uh, study a lot with Dr. Victor Frankel's his work, his research, uh, wrapped in emotional intelligence. You know, Dan Goldman uh, and the emotional intelligence, the EQ, is a better barometer for success in a, in a fourth grade child than their IQ is. And then that's canine as well. Dr. W. Edwards Deming, constant and never-ending improvement, which today we have Six Sigma, Lean Sigma, Lean Manufacturing. And all that's wrapped up 
in the Word of God, because I am first and foremost a follower of God, and I am an ordained pastor. And so it's a unique uh, um, hodgepodge, uh, a unique cornucopia, unique goulash, if you will, that the good Lord has put in front of me, uh, inside of me. And today, I'm going to share what I've learned, some of the information. And this is based on a show I did a couple days ago called Data for the Journey, where I went into all this information that's readily available. And so I rushed through it a little bit. Uh, I attempted to put too much in that little space. I've been known to do that. Uh, and so what I'm going to do now is I want to, to build on what I talked about and then to add to it because there's much, much more data. Uh, you know, the Bible's many times when Jesus incarnate and he's walking among his people, his creatures, uh, he said, you have eyes to see but do not see. You have ears to hear but do not hear. And boy, some of us are totally unknowledgeable, un un ununderstanding about the experiences that we go through. So let me back it up a little bit. First of all, uh, some of this is based on Dr. Albert Morabian's work. Uh, he did a lot of studies in the importance of nonverbal cues in communication. And uh, I, I've always known Dr. Morabian, but as I learned more about transactional analysis and Dr. Eric Byrne, uh, he did a lot of research as well with Dr. Moravian, and, and uh, part of uh, some of his uh, posits, if you will, came from some of the work that he'd been studying that Dr. Moravian was doing at the same time. And so you got to get this. He, he really focused on the importance of nonverbal cues uh, that can be understood. Uh, and Byrne, by the way, passed away in 1970 before Moravian's seminal work was published. But Morabian's work quantitatively proved the importance of nonverbal cues in communication. According to Dr. Moravian, when an individual is speaking, the listener focused on the following three types of communication. Actual words, 7%. The way words are delivered, the tone, accents, uncertain words, etc. In other words, what people hear, get it, hear and feel. There's a hear and a feel mixed in there, 38%. And then facial expressions, what he put down. But I would suggest it's more than just facial expressions. It's, it's eye movement patterns. It's emotion. It's gestures. It's what people can see. Very, 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 very important. You understand those are the three areas. Why? Because those are the three areas that we all process in. This is when having these different disciplines and then laying them over each other, merging them together is powerful. Just like in NLP, uh, multiple intelligences uh, and transactionalysis, all three basically come to the conclusion that the mind is a, a, is a um, sensory-based organ, a sensory-based organ. Matter of fact, if you think of every single memory that you have stored in your experiential aquarium, that you have stored, every single memory is quantified, is um, coded, if you will. In only one of five ways. It could be all five ways. It could be two of the five. It could be three of the five. And you know what those five ways are? Your senses. Your senses. If, you, if I was to go back and have you consider memory, all you could do is tell me five factors in that memory. What were you seeing? What were you hearing? What were you feeling or experiencing? What were you smelling? Or what were you tasting? That's it. All your thoughts and all that were based on the input of those five quadrants. And so you got to understand this. It's a sensory-based organ. And so you got to realize that we, we all process in different ways. As a matter of fact, there are three primary ways we, we process. However, a lot of people consider the fourth way, that there's actually four ways. So we all process information in four distinct ways. By the way, this is from an article, Life Beyond Limits. Uh, it says these four ways are called visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and auditory digital is the one that they're adding, which is a legitimate way that we process information. We just don't typically consider it uh, a modality uh, in the traditional sense, if you will. They're also referred to, they go on to say here, as modalities or representational systems, rep systems. These are ways we represent the world through our senses and how we typically communicate them back to the world. Think about this. When information reaches our brains, it is given meaning and forms a subjective experience of the world. This is our representation, otherwise known as our perception. This is why you got to get this. Nobody responds to reality. What we respond to is our personal map of reality. Now, I'm not saying there is no reality. There is reality. There are rights and there are wrongs, not based on my standard. I could care less what your standard is. There's one standard. And that standard is the Bible. It's God's standard, period. 
When information reaches our brains, it is given meaning and forms the subjective experience of the world. Nobody responds to reality. They respond to their perception of reality. And not only do they respond to their perception of reality based on their past, based on their prejudices, based on their belief systems, all that affects how we process. But you know, it also affects how we process by what we take in, by the way we take it in. That's what I mean by how we process. Do you do it visually? Do what you see override most of what you, what you hear and what you feel? Or is it what you hear that can override what your eyes see? Because there's something out there called incongruence. Incongruence is when what you're hearing and what you're seeing are not the same thing. Incongruence is what you're hearing and what you're seeing are not the same thing. I always use this example like this. If you ask me how I'm doing, and then I say, I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I think I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Porner sisters get a little uh, little kudos there, <laughs> right? The way I was saying it, yeah, my words might have been expressing excitement, but my tone, my emotion, uh, my timber, my pace, and if you would have looked at me, it would, you would have seen my face, my posture, my physiology. Get that? So even though my words, the 7%, were saying one thing, the 93% was saying a whole different story. That's what we call incongruent. It's kind of like these people that are, are, are so appalled, so appalled that, oh, my gosh, the Russian government was involved in our election. Oh, my gosh, we were involved in the Israeli election. We're, involved, we're constantly working to sway elections around the world to people who want us. Just read the newspapers. We do it all the time. But yet if people are really so interested and Russia have an influence in our election, then they'd be looking at the Uranium One deal. They'd worry about why Bill Clinton was paid half a million dollars for a couple of minutes to talk to a company that was working to get State Department approval to get 20% of our uranium, which makes nuclear bombs. But nobody seems to care about that. Nobody seems to care about uh, all the people looking at Hillary Clinton's email. Don't you see? It's incongruent. We pretend we care. We pretend. I mean, the whole sexual harassment thing. Great example. It's okay to sexually harass if you're a Democrat or if you're a, a black person or if you're a dot, dot, dot. You've seen it because Trump is scum and Harvey Weinstein is scum, and they are. I'm not downplaying anything that, that we've heard that said and done. I cannot tolerate that. I would not be around people that acted like that. I would never treat anybody like that. But, boy, when someone that they like does it to somebody. Now there's excuses. Nancy Pelosi says, well, well, we really can't believe these women who, who talked about the, uh, these Democratic leaders. You know, Al Franken really didn't, he doesn't recall. So it really can't be that bad. There's no big outrage when it's someone that they like or someone uh, that might be a different skin color. Or so, Do you see what I'm saying? It's incongruent. Nobody responds to reality. They respond to their map reality. They're making decisions on who's right and who's wrong based on their political motives. And I hate to tell you, a lot of us do this. And if you say you don't, you're lying to yourself. So statistics suggest that in a developed country, people are predominantly 60% visual, 20% auditory, and 20% kinesthetic. That's what we need to realize how important this is. 60% of the world is from Missouri, the show me state. What things look like, your gestures, your face, your eye movement patterns. 20% is auditory, how things sound. And 20% are going by gut feelings, how they feel. See, the representational system that we use predominantly is our own special language of our experience and embraces all the mental processes of thinking, remembering, imagination, perception, and consciousness. By understanding these more clearly, this is secret keys to communicating better with ourselves and others and controlling the way we interpret things. The representational systems we tend to use most frequently are the visual by seeing, auditory by hearing, kinesthetic by feeling, olfactory by smell, and gustatory by taste. Those are the five senses. And then some like to add this auditory digital sense. 
inner dialogue or self-talk that we also use to justify, to explain. And so you got to understand that this is the language. And what I want to do is under, have you understand that when you're with someone, there's so much data that needs to be picked up. There are things that you can see that are right in front of you that will tell you what's going on. There's things that you can hear that are right in front of you that will tell you what's going on. And there's things that you're experiencing, feelings, anchors, emotion, that tell you more that's going on unconsciously. And so after the break, I'm going to show you all this data, all this stuff that's readily available. You don't need to read 23 books. You don't need to pay me $1,000 a month to coach you, although both those things are good things. What you need to know is that when you're living in the now moment and you understand people and you're in the people business, then you can help others and yourself get what you want. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then... They have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is, is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results, and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, May 24th through the 26th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Hi, this is Eric with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. Have you ever felt like someone was passing the buck? The Kingdom Builders brings you some interesting insight to the history of this idiom. This expression originated from an old English card game. A jackknife or buck was passed from player to player to indicate whose turn it was to play. Hi, I'm Lee Jublin, and I work with my brother Eric. We're the Kingdom Builders. We're not salespeople, we're just great roofers. Looking for a new roof? We work year-round, offer a fair price, warranty our work, and never pass the buck. What we do, we do to honor the Lord and to be a blessing to you. We won't pass the buck on tough calls. When it's our turn to deliver, we will. We are committed to the words in Colossians 3.23. Work heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Go to thekingdombuilders.net or just call us at 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague, or friend. Pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the U.S. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020. We need your help. We are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army, inspiring over 1 million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer. We must do more and demand urgent action to save lives. Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N dot org. Pancan.org. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we are talking about people like people like themselves. And by the way, if you just stumbled on this radio program and you're saying, what's that crazy dude talking about? Who is this guy? Well, my name is Mr. Black. You can go to likeitmatters.net. I've been doing leadership training for 25 years. Uh, I know how people work. I always joke around with people. If Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall and I was around, I could put him back together because God has poured a lot of gifts and talents into me. And for 25 years, I've been helping people live their life like it matters. For 25 years, I've been helping high-quality individuals clean up their past and create a better future. For 25 years, I've helped people uh, deliver them from some of the chains of pain that they've been carrying around, uh, restructure their belief systems that they create as children that aren't serving them well today, recalibrating their mind, refocusing their mind, and then resuscitating their heart 
to help people truly live their life like they matter. If you're not willing to settle for good enough, good enough to get by, good enough for government work, good enough that he or she doesn't leave and take the kids with them, good enough for Mr. Black. When you're willing to move beyond good enough, uh, that's where you come to me. So go to likeitmatters.net and you can read about it. But Monday through Friday, I'm right here on the radio. Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. This is where like-minded people come together. What do you mean by like-minded people? People who want to be more, do more, give more. People who want to be the change that they want to see in the world. People who are under construction, who are working to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. That's what we do. And so all you got to do is know that you can listen uh, every morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time by going to iHeartRadio. All you got to do is query Wellness Radio 1570, 1570, Wellness Radio 1570, and there you'll see us and hear us, I should say, every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And by the way, it replays in drive time, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can always go to my website, likeitmattersradio.com, and you can listen to archive messages. And we are local uh, in a few different areas and expanding rapidly. Uh, in St. Louis, you can listen to us uh, from 7 at 8 p.m. on Praise 95.1 FM and 1260 AM, the St. Louis Gospel Experience. I love being a part of the, the Urban Gospel Network. Man, I love a good uh, good music that focuses on the Lord, and I love to, to talk to people in the black community because I truly believe that if you want to change this world, ladies and gentlemen, we got to change our thinking. And boy, we some of our thinking has been hijacked by people who profess to look out for us, by people who pretend to have our best interests in mind, but all they're doing is sowing resentment and bitterness and victimhood. And I'm going to tell everybody you're better than that, especially if you're a child of God. If you're listening on the Urban Gospel Network, you're a child of the risen king. You can't be a victim of anything. And then our home base, uh, where this radio show uh, emits from or comes from, uh, is in beautiful Minneapolis, St. Paul. I love going to Minneapolis. Got a lot of friends up there. We do regular classes up there. Uh, AM 1570 on your AM dial, TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. That's how you'll hear us. And if you go to uh, I, uh, iTunes, you can subscribe to Like It Matters Radio. Yep, they'll let you know at the end of each show. It'll be right there. You can pick it up. You can listen to it. And please, if you do Facebook, like us on Facebook. Like It Matters Radio. People like people like themselves. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the reason for prejudice, and this is the, also the way that we can connect with people that are totally different than us, that look different, that have different experiences. That's what's so powerful. The same thing that causes us to be prejudiced, and every single human being is prejudiced. I'm blown away by people who think that you can only be prejudiced if you're a certain skin color. What an atrocity. You're saying some people aren't human, but other people are? And by the way, I'd love to have the conversation that there is only one race. There are not different races. Biblically, if you go back, and this is a deeper conversation for a different time, a different show, there's only one race, the human race. All the distinctions from skin color to slant of eyes and all that are genetic codes. And everybody has those genetic codes. And if you get more of one, then your skin might be darker or lighter. If you get less of one, your eyes might be rounder or more slanted. But we're all one race. Some of you need to stop buying the crap that you've been, that's been sold to you because it's lies from the pit of hell. And the truth will set you free, but at first it's going to make you miserable. So why am I talking about people like people like themselves? Because it's something that we call rapport. See, we're talking about learning styles. We're talking about all this data, data for their journey that's readily available. That people talk in different languages. Some talk in a visual language. Some talk in an auditory language. Some talk in a kinesthetic language. And why that matters is because it's an external representation of their internal map of reality. In other words, it's letting you know what's going on in their head through the outward expression unconsciously of how they talk, how they gesture, where their eyes move. These aren't things they're thinking about. These are things on autopilot. And that's why as a leader, if you'll just learn some of the things I'm teaching you, you're going to be able to connect with people. You're going to be able to uh, really thrive in the people business because you're going to understand people. And I truly believe that if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't it make sense we're in a position to have a, a better relationship? 
the whole essence of conflict resolution. I mean, think about the term common sense. You know, there used to be common sense in this country, but common sense isn't so common anymore. And if you just look at the word common sense, you'll see why. Because there's not much common anymore about, except when the politics of separation, uh, personal identity, identity politics. So all black people now have to group together. 95% of people, 94% of black people voted for Barack Obama. Why? Because he's black. And Hillary Clinton, if you're a woman, you didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, you're scourged. You are hated. You are bitter. You know, how could you not vote for a woman? You're a woman. I mean, talk about racist. Talk about sexist. The whole fact that if I'm black, I have to vote for a black person is one of the most racist things I have ever heard in my life. And the fact that if I'm a man, I'm supposed to, as a white man, I'm supposed to only vote for white men. Is that correct? I mean, using the same logic, that's just stupid. But yet we can turn around and say, oh, because of years of wrong. Is that what you tell your kids? Because as a parent that you weren't that great of a parent, now for the rest of their adult life, you're, they're supposed to trash you or abuse you, kind of to settle the score. Parents, is that what you want? Or are they supposed to have grace and mercy? Or are they supposed to understand you did the best with what you had, and now you're working to make it better? How come we don't give people the same grace and mercy that we want from other people? Isn't it amazing? That's where the golden rule, you treat other people the way you want to be treated. But now we don't have the golden rule. Now we have just the me rule. I want, I need, I deserve, it, life's not fair. I de- Put your big boy pants on. Rule number one about being a leader, I learned this a long time ago, it's not about you. Get off yourself. And so I don't care what the color of someone's skin, I don't care what their sex, I don't care what their nationality, I don't even care what their language. What you want to do is start getting in this state of what's called rapport. Rapport is a state in which a person is most responsive to us. Rapport is the first and most essential step in communication. Rapport is essentially meeting individuals in their model of the world. And think about this. When there is no rapport, then there's miscommunication or no communication. And when there's miscommunication or no communication, there are no relationships. The perfect example is look at the press uh, and Donald Trump. There is no rapport. Uh, majority of the press is liberal, left-wing, whether you like Donald Trump or not. He's ne- we've never had a president get trashed so much. Everything Donald Trump does, there's always a negative tinge. He's evil. He's this and that. And whether you agree that way or not, would you want anybody looking at you that way? Could you really stand up to pressure if people went through your trash can and went through everything you ever said in your past? No. And so when we don't have rapport with someone, there's no connection. We can't communicate. And when there's miscommunication, there are no relationships. And think about this. Since the majority of our waking hours are spent at work, most of our relationships are related to work. Therefore, many times miscommunication or no communication leads to termination. And 80% of terminations are caused by the following. Three things. Number one, the inability to follow directions. Number two, the inability to get along. And number three, the inability to delegate. All three of those fall in the category of communication. I don't care what business you're in. We are in the people business. We live with people, we sleep with people, we procreate people, we look at uh, people in the mirror, we're a people, uh, we talk to people, we blog to people, we interact on Twitter with people, we're in the people business. And you got to get this, without rapport, without establishing this unconscious sense of trust, no technique in communication can work to produce the results we want. And rapport is generally established on the unconscious level. Based on our knowledge of how we communicate, this is Dr. Moravian's work. 55% of our communication are things we see, facial expressions, eye movement patterns, physiology, gestures. 38% is the way we communicate. In other words, what people hear, timber, emotion, uh, volume, pace. And the last bit, 7%, actually solely comes down to words. Now, I'm not saying words aren't important. But ladies and gentlemen, I teach leadership training in English, and I do a lot of work in the Maquilas. And there are a lot of international companies that are in Mexico that have Mexican nationals who run the companies. In other words, people who live in Mexico, people who speak Spanish as their primary language. And so yet I still do training for them. And even though some of them can't understand most of the words I'm saying, at the end of the two-and-a-half-day intensive experience, you would never know the difference. They got the training. Graduation looks the same. Emotive. They're uh, ready to move on. They're ready to take on the world. They're higher than a kite bouncing off the walls. And so to gain rapport with others, you need to acknowledge them and their view of the world. You don't have to agree with it. Just recognize and respect it. And rapport can be established at many different levels. 
And today, I'm going to go into the structure of that rapport. First of all, we can match people, duplicating their behavior. Second of all, we can mirror people, matching the rhythm of a, a person's movement with similar, not necessarily identical type of movement. And then we have something we call pace and lead. Using matching and mirroring, rapport can be established. And once rapport is established, the person will begin to follow your movements. It's like a dance. It's like a dance. And all of a sudden, there's a connection. And if you're a good salesperson, you probably do some of these things unconsciously. If you are easy to connect with people, you probably do some of things unconsciously. But the problem is the highest level learning is something called unconscious competence, where we don't know what we don't know, and you can't teach from there. So we're going to take these things that some of us do unconsciously and bring them to the conscious level. So after the break, we're going to go into great detail about all the data that you can connect with people, because people like people like themselves. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and pay and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Go to likeitmatters.net to find out more about Leadership Awakening workshops. That's likeitmatters.net. Good day. Welcome to our show. Good day, Hoser. Hey, today's topic, warmer weather. Oh, nothing better than sitting in a hot tub on a starry night. Yeah, Hoser, whatever. Hey, what I see in the backyard is a place where I want to put my brand new hot tub. Yeah, a new hot tub from Arctic Spas, eh? You can see them at Premier Pool and Spas in Chanhassen. Premier Pool and Spas, no hassles with tons of knowledge. They know what they're talking about there. They even want you to get into the hot tub so you can feel just how comfortable the seats are. Yeah, everyone is different, eh? So how do you know if the seat's going to fit if you don't get in it? That's Hoser. right. You know, some guys don't want you sitting in their tubs without water because they need the water to distribute your weight. Yeah, but not in Arctic. They have hand-rolled fiberglass under acrylic to give it strength that everyone's talking about. Eh? Do yourself a favor. Go see a real cold-weather spa, Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen. Or visit them on the web at premierpools.com. Eh? Yeah, Premier Pool and Spa, where they take fun seriously. seriously. Take off. Take off, eh? I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. If you missed any of this radio show, just go to likeitmattersradio.com, and you can listen to this and many other archive messages. And you can also, if you're listening in the morning, this radio show replays on the same format from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, whether it's TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, um, AM 1570 in Minneapolis. The only place it does not do that is in St. Louis on uh, FM 95.1, the St. Louis Gospel 
uh, experience. Uh, we play 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, every single day there in St. Louis. So today we're talking about people like people like themselves. We're talking about establishing rapport. How do you establish rapport? And remember, rapport is a, a state in which a person is most responsive to us. It is the first and most essential step in communication. When there's no rapport, there is no communication or miscommunication. And when there's miscommunication or no communication, there are no relationships. I mean, look at our media. Look at our, our politicians. Look at the world we live in. Look how people are ready to trash each other, pounce on each other. There is no establishing rapport. Nobody's understanding the other person. Everybody's looking out for their own interests. Everybody's looking for their pound of flesh to take blood from the enemy, if you will. So how do we establish this rapport? By matching and mirroring the person three areas, body language, voice, and words. Once we match them, we can meet them in their map of reality. Then we can pace and lead the communication, allowing effective communication to take place. Matching means duplicating the behavior of somebody else. It doesn't need to be specific, only similar. Mirroring is matching the rhythm of a person's movement with a similar, not necessarily identical type of movement. And then pace and leading is using the matching and mirroring. Rapport can be established. And once rapport is established, the person will begin to follow your movements. And I don't have time to go into detail. I teach this stuff in my class. Go to likeitmatters.net, and boy, you get a two-and-a-half-day intensive that will forever change your life. So in the three areas, based on Moravian's work, body language, voice, and words. First of all, how, what are the categories? So in body language, gestures, postures, emotion, facial expressions, eye movements, all those are things that you can match a model. In voice, it's tonality, the quality of the tone, the emotions, the pace, tempo, the inflection. In words, the specific words itself, um, proper education level, don't be talking over people's head, predicates, and those are the words that we use that describe how we're talking, metaphors or similes, you always want to match people's metaphors or similes, and then key words, words of importance, if you're dealing in an industry where somebody that's really fixated on one thing. And so what we're going to do now is I'm going to show you all the data in these three areas, the representational systems we tend to use most frequently. Okay, so first of all, visual. Visual people tend to do things more quickly, whether that be moving or speaking. A picture says a thousand words, and they're describing in words the images which are flying through their head. And they may speak in a higher pitch. They tend to sit more erect. Um, they use gestures a lot. And by the way, when they do these gestures, uh, they're a lot more, the palm is going to be down. They're painting pictures, if you will, with their hands because visual people process through their work, I mean, what they see. So some of the cues on the visual, breathing, uh, they're going to breathe high and shallow, top lungs. Their speech rate is always going to be fast. Their physical cues, often gesturing with hands, and again, they're painting pictures with their hands. Their palms will be down because you'll see with the kinesthetic, it's different. Predicates, the words they use are like see, look, watch. They paint a picture with their words. Eye accessing cues. In other words, when you ask someone a question, you're talking to them, wherever their eye moves first, that tells you what modality. We store things. You know, like if, you've ever, if you live with someone, if you've ever lost your keys, you've asked that person, hey, uh, have you seen my keys? And they ask you, where was the last place you had them? Well, if you knew where you put them, they wouldn't be lost. Well, we store pictures, we store sounds, and we store emotions and or self-talk in different places. It's called eye movement patterns. I teach this. And so for a visual, the eye movement patterns, the, the eyes are up. They're up to the left or the right. Sometimes they can just look through people. And they speak usually in a higher pitch. That's for the visual. So these are cues. And once you understand that, you can meet them in their map of reality. And then all of a sudden they start trusting and they start opening up. And they feel comfortable talking to you. Again, this happens at the unconscious level. Why does it work? Because when my external... Uh, functions match your external functions. We make the unconscious connection that this person must be similar to me. Because their external output is similar to mine, we think our internal map of, re of experience, a map of reality is the same. So auditory people, people who are pr predominantly auditory, do things more rhythmically. Okay? So their breathing for an auditory person is going to be uh, more of the middle of the chest, more, uh, you know, full, if you will. Their speech rate is going to be at a good pace because, remember, they process how they, they hear. They hear by processing or they process by hearing. So their speech rate is going to be medium. It could be adjusted. Physical cues, they have mild hand gestures. Predicates, if you listen to their words, they talk about listening, hearing, sounds like, doesn't ring a bell. 
eye accessing cues. They, their eyes move a lot to the left and the right, just straight across, left and right. Remember, your left side of your brain is your memory. It's where you store all your data. And your right side is where you make stuff up, creativity. And other cues, uh, an auditory person, one of the biggest cues, their head is usually tilted in conversation. It's kind of like they got a phone stuck in one ear and they're pressing against their shoulder. Uh, an auditory person, a lot of times when they're listening or when they're quiet, if you'll see their head tilted like they're having a conversation with themselves because they are. Now, the kinesthetic. Kinesthetic people typically breathe from the bottom of the lungs, so you'll see their stomachs going in and out. They do things much more slowly than a visual person, and their voice is much deeper. When they speak, they are long pauses between statements, and they process things that are said to them to determine the feelings they get. They respond well to touch and physical rewards. They use few hand gestures, and generally, uh, when they do, their, their palms are more up and more emotional. So for the breathing, for the kinesthetic, uh, bottom of lungs, full body breath, uh, speech rate is going to be a lot slower, uh, a lot more emotional. Physical cues, a few hand gestures, and when they are, their palms are going to be up, and they usually sound very close to you. Do not need to look at you in the eyes when they talk to you. Matter of fact, a lot of times they're going to be looking away from you, looking at the ground, looking around. They're fully involved, I promise you. Their predicates are much more physical. They're talking like uh, gripping, feeling rough, soft, hard. Hang in there. Uh, let's touch base next week. Their eye accessing cues. Their eyes are down a lot to the right, down to the bottom to the right, because that's where we store our emotions. They have a deeper voice. They take a long pauses. Now, for the, there's the fourth one they add here is the auditory digital. The auditory digital is one that deals a lot with self-talk. These people likely manifest characteristics of the other three representational systems. In addition, they talk to themselves a lot and like to make sense of things and understand them. So if we're going to use this one, this would be me. <laughs> Breathing, sometimes lower abdomen, sometimes it moves around. Speech rate, sometimes slow but can pick up. Physical cues, they say, can be reserved. They're not really reserved, they're contemplative. They're processing, thinking. Predicates, they talk about sensible, understanding, calculate, analyze. They're really processing everything. Eye accessing, uh, accessing cues, the eyes down and to left. If you look at the pose by Rodin, the statue, the thinker, eyes are down to the left. That's where you have the best conversation with yourself. And they also say that it's often not emotionally attached to the outcome because when they're in their head talking all the time, they have a hard time really being in the now moment. And so, ladies and gentlemen, there's so much to learn. There's only so much I can teach you in 48 minutes of content. That's why you need to go to likeitmatters.net. But I want to give you some homework. I want you to pick somebody, somebody in your life that you're struggling with, that you ha your communication level is not where it's at, but you want to increase it. And by the way, I always tell people, not me. So here's what I want you to do. Choose a person that you want to focus for your upcoming communication. What you're going to do if from the second position, when we talk about perceptual position, first position is from our own self, second position is from the other person's perspective, and third position is overview. So pick this person you have a difficult time communicating with, all right, whoever that person is, and write down their name. And then step into their shoes. Be them for a moment, and then ask yourself these questions. If you were them, what would your biggest fear in regards to what you're communicating about? So what are you going to talk to them about? What would their biggest fear be? And then ask yourself, as them, what is my motivation, my driver? So as you're in their shoes, what would consider what would my biggest fear be, and then what would my motivation driver be, as you're considering that other person, not yourself. And then what I want you to do is begin with the end in mind. Describe the outcome that you would like to achieve with that person before the end of the week. Be specific, date, time, certain. Number three, determine the communication modality of this person. In other words, determine, is this person that you're going to be talking to, are they visual? Do they process primarily auditorily? Do they process kinesthetically? you got to figure this out because based on how they process, if you're talking to a visual person, you want to sit across from them. If you're talking to an auditory person, you want to sit beside them. If you're talking to a kinesthetic person, you want to sit close enough that you can hear them and put a hand on them if you need to be. Number four, how will you change your approach in order to achieve the outcome you desire? So in other words, how are you going to adapt yourself to connect with them, to build rapport, to allow for both of you to get what you want? What are you going to match and model, pace and lead? How can you manipulate the most resourceful opportunity, your posture, your voice, your tone, predicates, distance, conversation? There's a lot of stuff to take a look at. And lastly, this is an important question. How will you know when you've reached your outcome? When it's all said and done, what will it look like? What will it sound like? What will it feel like? 
This is real homework. Do it. And if you have any questions, you can email me at Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com or you can give me a call at 817-502-1554. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Chop Room in Minneapolis is giving you a $1,800 competition voucher for just $900. What better way to get over the winter slump and get ready for summer dinner parties than getting your cook on competition style at Chop Room. This unique experience allows you to bake your cake and eat it too. It's the most fun you'll have with an apron on. And you'll be surprised with the end results. Mmm, delicious. Plus, you don't need to be Gordon Ramsay. All cooking levels are welcome. The best part is this is one of our half-off deals. For $900, you'll receive a $1,800 voucher to Chop Room in Minneapolis. It includes a private event for up to 20 people in a cooking challenge, complete with all ingredients, tools, and judging. Perfect for team bonding, a bachelorette party, a graduation gift, and family reunions. To take advantage of this deal, call us at 651-405-8800. Your resource for health and wellness is Wellness Radio 1570, KDIZ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.